welcome back to Keeping Track, our final installment of the Marathon Team Trials Spotlight mini-series uh, this week is Sergeant Elvin Quebec. Elvin is a six-time All-American while she was at the University of Arizona, graduating around 2015. You can read more about her story in depth and her childhood in Iten, Kenya in the book All in Stride by Joanna Garten, which comes out this spring. It's about the journeys of Elvin and her husband, you may know him, U.S. Olympian Shadrach Kipchichir, as they come to the U.S. and chase Olympic dreams in the WCAP, which is World Class Athlete Program, via the U.S. Army. Elvin is debuting in the marathon distance this weekend and speaks about navigating postpartum training after having her son Milo in 2022 and her interest in public health and using her education to help her village back in Kenya when she's done running. Thanks for keeping track. Hey everyone, welcome back to Keeping Track. We're here with Sergeant Elvin Kibet. <laughs> um, Elvin, we have so much we can talk about. Um, your comeback from your baby, life in the army, your first marathon. Let's try yeah. and tackle it all before nap time's over. I don't know if Milo's sleeping, but. <laughs> um, yes, he will sleep in a, in a little bit. The okay. time difference is a little messy, but we're good, we're good. I have people helping, so. We can, I have all the time. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, yes. Well, I guess we'll start with that. This is like your one of your first big races since having Milo. Uh, he's yes. almost two or did he just turn two? He's almost, he's 21 months. So, um, so a couple more months to, to be two. And um, yeah, this is my first race. This is my, let's say, third race uh, after after having Milo. And and of course it's it's the biggest, <laughs> so and it's the first time um, running the marathon, so I'm super super excited. You're in the WCAP program in the army, and you're a sergeant in the army. And um, we saw that you had a ten miler there, and you qualified with the half marathon back in October. So how did that postpartum period go? What was it like? coming back from pregnancy and training and even probably during the pregnancy being in the army. I mean, I don't hear too many women go like have that experience. Yes. Uh, so for me, it was a very, very unique situation. I mean, you, you have women having babies all the time in the army, but as an athlete, as a distance athlete, long distance athlete, it, uh, it was a very unique situation for me. But I was I was really fortunate enough that uh, they allowed me to go and have my baby and come back and um, get back into the sport and try to make the Olympic uh, Olympic team. So I was but uh, for me personally, when so the pregnancy was very smooth, very nice, you know, everything. I'm, I'm very grateful. Everything went well. And then after the baby, now it, it was very. I, I'm not. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. It was very tough coming back, uh, trying. You know. You know. Many people. You know. You try to lose the weight and try to come back, but coming back to the elite level that you were, it, it was. It was very tough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I still don't even know if I am back to the um, the shape I was in before. So we'll see after this race. <laughs> uh, but I'm close. I'm close. Uh, but I was very fortunate to have a lot of support, you know, from my husband, uh, from the military and um, and uh, just friends and family being there for me uh, because it was one of the toughest things I ever did, um, you know, trying to because I 
I mean, I, I gained 43 pounds, <laughs> you know, and trying to shade off that uh, weight coming back. Also, breastfeeding, you know, nobody tells you breastfeeding is a full-time job. <laughs> uh, you're producing, I don't know, you know, every four hours you're pumping like uh, four ounces, eight ounces. Uh, it's, 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 it's tough. And uh, I'm very grateful that I had all the support that I needed. Uh, and that Amity Amaila you talked about, that really gave me confidence because at some point I was like, am I really, am I really going to go back? Uh, it's, I don't know. And I was really second guessing myself. There was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of, you know, I even thought of not coming back. Uh, but the Army 10 mile really gave me a lot of confidence because I had a goal. You know, when you have a goal, you're rooting for. And all I wanted to do is see, see if I am close to, you know, what I was before, what, what, where I was before. And sure enough, I wasn't too far from, I won the race and gave me so much confidence. And, um, my, uh, in W Cup, they wanted me to, uh, because I didn't race track, and track was my event and uh so they said if you you didn't meet the standard so there's always benchmarks you know if you don't meet the benchmark then you're, you're pretty much done right so they they were gonna release me out to go uh to do regular regular soldier stuff you know i'm a finance technician so i was just gonna go do finance but i wasn't ready yet mentally i i kept telling myself you know i i have olympic dreams i i really i see myself and shadra going to the trials together uh you know uh, olympic trials together and making this team and you know i i so i i, I kept saying you know what maybe i i need one more chance just one more chance and they sure enough they gave me one chance they said if you don't run 72 under 72 to qualify for the full then that's it that's all we can do for you and boy <laughs> i ran for my life <laughs> yeah, so, went out there and he really helped support me and and yeah that's where i met the standard and now here we are and now you're doing, gonna do two and two half marathons back to back for your first 26.2 so yeah. what Oh, yeah, yeah. What does your support system look like? For example, like a day in your life training, like what do you do in, with Milo while you're training? Does he have daycare? Does do you and Shadrach trade off? Like, what does that look like for you guys? So before, so um, Shadrach wasn't actually here the last two and a half months. He wasn't with us, so he went on a training camp, and uh, I was at home and I have helped with uh, uh, my mother-in-law. So my training, I would wake up in the morning and go do my run and she will help me with the baby. But I come back and I'll be with the baby for the rest of the day. So um, I'm still like, you know, I would say like 80% uh, with Milo, uh, but she would help me uh, at least for the, the, the times I want to go to the gym or I want to go for a run. She will, she will help me with the baby. That's good. Um, it, it does take a lot of time, especially with like, if you do heat acclimatization or anything like that, yeah. you have to add on to your runs. Like it's yeah. the marathon is a lot of hours. And now with, I realized one thing, you know, track, you know, you would get up and just go for a run with a marathon. You're always sore. Your mm -hmm. legs are always tired. So you need to stretch a little more, you know, get more massages. So it's, for sure, I was, it's, it was taking a lot of my time. And um, uh, yeah, 
uh, even the gym, you know, when I go to the gym, I'm, I'm not just doing, I'm still doing like sauna and steam room and all that stuff. And it, it, it the whole gym takes so like three, four hours. Yep. Yep. I know. And like, I don't know about you, but I try to like fit it in before her nap time. Like I'm on a baby schedule because it's easier when I put her down than someone else. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Milo's different. Maybe like your mother-in-law can put him down or. <laughs> I have to be there. Otherwise it's just phone call after phone call. Yeah. yeah. And at night is something else. You know, you'll be lucky if you sleep through four hours straight, you know, before it wakes up and says, Oh, I want milk or, or just, you know, being him, being a baby. Yeah, yeah we yeah. still get a lot of wake ups too. They're the same, they're about the same age, actually, I think. Um yeah, he's born in April. April 19. Okay, How yeah. Jojo's April 26th. So they're close. 26. Yeah. Um <laughs> And yeah, she still wakes up and asks for milk too. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, feeding the whole night, yeah. Uh, and sometimes, you know, he doesn't want to stick to the routine. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe there's just maybe like a stage where he doesn't just follow any schedule. And that day we have a workout and, you know, it's you just have to mm -hmm. be flexible and be able to accommodate. Yes. Yes. Well, it sounds like from some of the long runs you posted, I see your splits on the watch, like you're getting really fit. So it sounds like things went pretty well up until the end Were you, you were training at 7,000 feet the whole time in um, Colorado Springs. Is that where you did yeah, your whole build? The okay. whole time. Yes. Okay. And I have been, I was very fortunate. I feel like I am lucky. Like um, everything just was smooth even though I, this is my first time trying things I've never ran that distance ever you know you you I'm used to running 16 mile long runs and when I'm at 16 I'm like oh boy I have nine more to go <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah but this has been a very smooth training uh and I just hope everything comes together during the race um yeah yeah I can't wait to see how it goes um, I feel yeah. like I know a lot about you because I was lucky enough to read one of the advanced copies of, we can talk a little bit about your book. I know it's not like official release date yet, but, um, all in stride is the name of the book. Joanna Garten wrote it about you and Shadrach, um, mm -hmm. your life story, your running story, your story, your experience in the army. Um, can you talk a little bit about why you wanted to share your story or if Joanna, is it Joanna or jo Johanna, Joanna? Yeah, she goes by any. I call Joanna. her Joanna. Joanna. Yeah. Uh, like, did she come to you? Like, how did that come about? And why is it important to you to have this book out? So the way it happened when I met Joanna, it was she was she was not coming to write a book about me. It was like the book was about W Cup, and uh, because she learned that oh, there's this really great program, yeah, recruiting uh, uh, Olympic potential athletes and you know you get to represent the army and serve your country in the same at the same time and it's uh, she didn't know there was a such a program and and i know a lot of people don't know about this program and she she was she came to one of our workouts one day and i i, I was training for the 2020 olympics olympic trials for the 10k and i was on the track me and edna we just doing our thing and then shadrach was injured so he was just giving us ice and water and, you know, and it's just supporting us on the track. And Joanna came and sat next to him and 
Shadrach started talking, say, oh, that's, that's, that's Edna, and that's, you know, Bernard Keter, that's Paul Telimo, and they say, oh, the other one is my wife, by the way, it's like, what, your wife? <laughs> and then the conversation started there, and she started uh, talking to Shadrach more, so she came to uh, the house a couple of times, like twice, or maybe once, she was talking to Shadrach, you know, just about he's running, he knows all that, Olympics, everything, and and then we started talking. She wasn't even like, uh, I wasn't going to be in the book. It just with WCAP. But then the more we talked about, she was like, oh, this is the real story. <laughs> We're going to, she's going to write a book about me and Shadrach. And that's, and then we just went with that. And for me, I, I felt honored. I was like, you want to share my story? I have, that's all I've wanted, you know, to, if I can inspire somebody somewhere, if I can touch somebody somewhere in a, that special way to motivate somebody uh, with using my story, that's how I want to do it. And, uh, you know, you always think in your life, oh, I want to write a book someday, but you don't really know how. And for me, it's really, it's a really uh, dream come true because I didn't even know, like, I didn't go anywhere. She came to me and I was like, wow, we, do, we are doing it. Let's do it. Yeah, I enjoyed learning more about you and Shadrach because I didn't realize you're you're not from very far from each other, but you didn't meet until coming to the U.S. It took going yes. that far away and running right. to meet right. each other. Yes, and that's why I'm so appreciative of running, and I that's still I'm still clinging on to running up to date because running has done so much to me. You know, it's opened so many doors for me. I mean, fast just coming to this country, great country. And, you know, and um, after college for me, I wanted to really give back. I know a lot of people say give back, give back, but for me, I wanted to mean something really like in a special way, you know, serve this country in a very special way join um, the military. And and I met Shadrach through running and everything that's really happened in our lives is through running and, um, we just love, love, love running. <laughs> yeah. And we can get into this if we'll have you uh, and Johanna or like Shadrach back when your book is out to talk more about the book. But I, in the book, you remind us that um, you have two sisters whose names I see in the result. I saw in the results when I was a young runner, Hilda and Sylvia, very yeah. great, talented women in the sport. Um, but you didn't start running until late, so much later. They had to almost convince you like, and now you yeah. love running so much, but what was that like early on? Because you were very academic. You went to a really good school. Did you think yeah. that was going to be your path? Like, how have things changed yeah. because of your sisters? When I graduated high school, high school, I was like, okay, so what's next? So they, my family kind of considered me like, oh, that one is the smart one. You know, she, she likes books. She reads. She, she, she's a nerd, right? And then I finished school, and I was like, everybody's running around me, like, my sisters are runners, they are Olympians, and I see like this kind of, this life they've made for themselves. They're traveling the world. And I I I wanted that. And I was like, wow, I, can running give me this? Because I had not spent so much time with them. You know, they used to go on camps and I would stay in the village. Or if I'm not at the village, I'm going to school. But that time after high school, I got to stay with my sister and I, I admired her so much. I said, what do I have to do to be like you? And she was like, yeah, the running shoes. <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> Here we go. 
And somebody mentioned about the opportunity of coming to America and uh, on a scholarship. And for me, I was like, I just, well, uh, person, he said, you just have to run a little bit. I said, just a little bit. <laughs> so I can do that. <laughs> so that's how I got into running. But initially, like when I was in high school, I never thought I was a runner. I, I remember even my teacher asking me, oh, you should run like your sisters I was like me no I don't think I'm cut for running <laughs> look at them they're on tv and stuff I I can't do that but after high school really my eyes opened and I was like wow I I, I really want to do this and now I can't stop running <laughs> mm -hmm. now you're doing a marathon which is like the most running right <laughs> yeah. um, and you found yourself at Arizona with James Lee uh, very familiar with him coach of Bernard Lagat and and yeah. their great track and cross country team. Um, can you talk a little bit about like, this is from the book to your major in college and how you chose that? I thought that was interesting. Yes, I did. So in college, I did public health. Um, and uh, yeah, when I when I came in, you know, I was telling my coach, I, I kept doing classes, you know, after class, you know, you know, you remember when you were in a freshman, you, you, you try to do several classes like just no you know regular classes and they were like the public health classes I really loved and I I I was like I couldn't I couldn't see myself doing something else other than public health and uh there was so much to learn so much to learn like uh because in in Africa we we were dealing with you know th things like uh diseases like malaria and and uh, TB and and HIV and AIDS, but here the it takes like a switch. You know, we have more uh, diseases that are not um, transmittable, uh, like cancer and obesity and you know diabetes. So it was very fascinating to me, and uh, I I just wanted to. I, I just wanted to learn so much about that. And uh, and in college, I don't know, I think I mentioned it in the book, there are a lot of um, the girls in cross country team, you know, dealing with uh, eating disorders and stuff like that. And uh, for me coming from Kenya, it was like, oof, like, what is that? Like, mm. because I'm, I was coming from, we don't have a lot of food. You know, if you get food, you, you eat all you can and that's it. You don't know when you're going to get, you know, the next uh, meal. And uh, I come here and there's so much food that people kind of don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it was just so interesting to me. And I couldn't, like, there were some of the girls in the team that I wanted to help, but I there was, I, I didn't know how, you know, I was asking a lot of questions and, and, uh, in the end, I, I just started to do classes, you know, uh, like nutrition classes and uh, and eating disorder classes. And I was and I got to learn so much and I was able to, you know, be supportive in my own special way uh, to them towards the end when I understood really what was going on. So that's why really I got into public health. Yeah, I, I'd imagine that would be like part of the whole culture shock when you come the, the things that can happen around food when you have like yeah. enough of it, it's like a whole different set of like psych psychological issues that you probably right. hadn't seen before. So I, it's yeah, very yeah. in depth. It's on a, it's very common on a lot of the cross country teams mm -hmm. at the college mm -hmm. level. I think it's a really vulnerable time for 
people that age, especially women. So that's really, um, that's really nice that you, you like wanted to learn more about that to the point where yeah. that's your major. I found that really interesting. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about your buildup with our last few minutes. Um, so this was your first marathon buildup. We're doing like a little mini series here. I've asked the same couple questions to a couple of women here who are going to be doing the trials. Okay. Um, what was your most favorite part about the training and what was your least favorite part about marathon training? My, uh, my, uh, let's see. My favorite part, my most favorite part was running the 40K, the 25 miles. Uh, I loved, especially the last 5K was, was amazing. Was I just, I, I, I looked forward to doing the last 5K of the 25 miles. <laughs> and it went, it went really well. Every, every 40K that I did, I think I did four of them. Uh, it got better and better and it was I had mm -hmm. more fun and and that's all that's all I wanted to do you know I I never wanted to overdo it or like feel like I have to do pressure in any way and I wasn't going as fast it, it, it was fun so I love the 40k the least favorite uh, let's see the temperance especially when you have like change of speed you're going like slow and then fast and like race pace oh, <laughs> the, the turnover the change of speed they were, uh, I did not like those I did not like those yeah especially at 7,000 feet I'm sure those are hard <laughs> yes okay you mentioned a little bit the sauna but was what did you do for heat training well heat training I would do I um, so sauna, I used to do, so my coach recommended me to do the days that I wasn't, uh, I wasn't working out. So I would do like after the workout, I would do, uh, let's say Tuesday, Fridays and Sundays I would do in the evenings, I would run 30 minutes or 40 minutes on the treadmill and then get straight into the sauna for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sometimes I would do the steam room, but whew, steam room is very tough. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like how you can't see in there. I tried to do that and I got a little okay. claustrophobic. <laughs> and then breathing when you're like, it's like you're going to lose your breath a little bit. But, yeah, um, and I'm yeah. like, how clean is it in here? I don't know. Um, I don't know. We did. We just did hot tub ourselves. Yeah, nice. Oh, I do hot tubs as well. Just at home, you know, just bathtub. myself to relax. Yeah. yeah. Like Epsom salt and yeah, it's very yeah. relaxing. Yeah. Okay, so you're ready for the heat. Um, how was fueling? You got a fuel for the first time in a, yes. in a race. How did you have a favorite brand? Did you practice with tables and stuff? How'd that go? You know, I did not practice the tables as much because we, you know, my coach would just hand it to me on the on the run. But the fueling, I loved Morton. I experimented with a few, and I think Morton was the, my favorite, and I could hold it better with my um, mm -hmm. my belly. Yeah, and uh, I really like it. In fact, like when I was doing the forty k's, I was using fueling as my um, like motivate. You know, like I look forward to the next fueling thing because I'm like when I see coach next. I know it will be nine miles. And then when I see him again, it will be 15 miles. And then, you know, like that, like 
I was looking forward. So so fueling and the long distance really went hand in hand for me together. Yeah, I feel like they make the long runs go by faster when you have fuel every like 30 minutes or whatever you do, because Mm -hmm. you kind of don't suffer at the end because you've had enough and it gives you a way to break it up. So, Yeah. 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 And some of them had like caffeine and, you know, sometimes you're using gel and they were really fun to to practice uh, also going fast and mm-hmm. having them sit, uh, see how you can hold it. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely practice that. I feel like I like some people struggle with the fuel on the run and it was a, it was mm-hmm. a little hard like when I before marathoning. But now that I'm a marathoner, I just years of eating candy helped me adjust <laughs> to eating gels on the run. So I, I remember the first time coach gave me, I was like, ew, I have to eat that? No, I don't like this. But now it's yeah. my favorite. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so you and Shadrach made it to the trials so far, part, part one, mission accomplished. Um, mm-hmm. Another question, like a, a final question that we always like to ask at keeping track is just what's something you would like someone else to know about you or something that you want to just talk more about that you don't always get asked about in interviews and stuff. Um, and I know in your book, you mentioned like ways you want to like help change things back home. So if you ever want if you have any visions for that, that you want to put out into the world, feel free. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so one thing, you know, I'm all about, you know, giving back to the communities that have really helped me. Um, I started here, you know, joined the army and uh, my next, uh, actually my next, uh, ne- this, this fall, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to get my master's degree and uh, be able to, I want to help out in a, in a bigger, bigger, bigger way. And I want to, even help go back and part-time, you know, in the summers or something, go help. You remember, I don't know if you read a story in my book about a snake bite mm-hmm. when I was five years old. Yes. And, you know, you know, I asked Shadrach because he went back to my village and I asked him, um, because I haven't been back in like a couple, couple years now. And he, I, I told him to go back and see in my village if the, the cl- small dispensary that was there, like a small clinic is still there. He said, oh boy, there's really nothing in there. There's not absolutely, it's just like a small building. Like, And I was like, you know what? I, I think that for me, when I get my master's degree and, you know, be able to get the education that I need, I want to go start up the clinic again and, and be able to support my village in that way. Because I mean, Things like snake bites should not kill people. Like you should have tourniquets and 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 fast aid stuff. Just simple stuff. It doesn't have to be surgery and stuff. It's very simple because it can save somebody's life. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go there and uh, give back to my village in that way. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's yeah. That's, yes. that's that's really inspiring. How how much time in the army do you need to do or like what does that timeline look like for you so my contract is so usually sign up for contract so i signed four years and then i extended another two years so my this contract will be uh coming up in november so november 2024 it will be my last day unless i decide to continue uh active duty but i can always go there's also it's i don't know if you've had uh the reserves or like the national guard so you are in the military but not active like they will only activate you send you somewhere if if they need you 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I might, that's, I think that that's what I will do because if I go to school, my school will take like two years. So if I go to school, I have to like take a little break from active duty because active duty, you have to be on your job every day. Mm. And um, that's what I'll do. And I'll still continue running and see where running takes us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially like see how things go this weekend. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's so exciting. Or maybe you'll want to do another marathon after this, even. Yeah, that's a very big possibility. <laughs> I have until November, so I could absolutely do another marathon. Awesome. Before. Yeah. Well, thanks, Elvin. It was so great catching up with you. Everybody, um, go order the book All in Stride, or maybe it's pre-order right now. I'm, I'm unsure. Pre-order. when. I think it comes out in April, right? April, April 25th. Uh, thank you so much, Molly, for having me. This was really wonderful. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll see you Saturday and good luck as well. You are my one of my role models and I look up to you so much. And, you know, towing that line with you on Saturday will just Oh, dream come true. I'm running with the champions. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so nice. Thanks, Elvin. And maybe Milo and Jojo can play together. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, there'll Thank be a room you. full of babies there. <laughs> full of babies. Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice. I'll let you prepare and rest and good luck, Elvin. See ya. Thanks again. Thank you for Bye. 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 Keep track. Keep track. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionu. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.